Hello and welcome to the Man O'Clock Show, the podcast that tackles men's mental health with more gusto than your morning organic soy tea, calf, pocket, cheeto, latte. And for your side effects and your dad's brute 33 aftershave. I'm using that one again. That's right. I'm your host, Nick Mayer, your Sherpa through this mountain range of life, the guy your dog admires, but your cat secretly thinks is overrated. That's right, we love cats here on the Man O'Clock Show, and welcome to episode six. I'm super excited about today's show. It's, well, it's with a lady that uh, I've known, well, virtually on LinkedIn for, for some time through a colleague. She's done some work for a, a friend of mine as well, and she has the widest, most beamiest smile on the planet. Her name is Leanne Hughes. If you've heard of Leanne, um, very prominent in the Brisbane uh, facilitation and organisational design space and is an absolute superstar. Whilst she hasn't directly had lived experience of mental or common mental illness such as depression or anxiety, um, she certainly supported a lot of friends and men and women in her circles that have been through those lived experiences and she's got some cracking advice today. We probably get a little bit off topic talking about running but hey it's such a wonderful interview and I am absolutely buzzing from it as I hope you will be too. So this is one of the good shows. If you're going to listen to a good podcast this year, this is it, <laughs> I hope. But again, thank you to everybody for their input and insights and feedback around the show. Really, really enjoying this journey. And there's going to be some great shows coming up this year. We're going to go for some big names. Let's just put it out there and we'll see how we go. So here we are in the Amanda o'clock foyer and we are looking for... Leanne, I'm just looking around the crowd at the moment. And I think I can see her, so let's go find her and get into the elevator. All right, let's go. Okay, and I've found Leanne. Let's jump in the elevator. The man o'clock elevator. Oh, there it is. Yeah, we start the music. Over to you, Leanne. Cool. Well, um. I'm so excited to get up to this rooftop bar. I, I love rooftop bars because it's all about expansive thinking, right? And I think um, the work that I do is it's really about to help people imagine what's possible is possible for them, uh, for their teams, for their yeah. business, for their life. And so um, getting on a rooftop bar, I find you just get that blue sky thinking and um, that helps with my work in yeah, consulting, speaking. Um, I'm a podcaster as well, Nick, um, and an author too. Yeah, great. All right, another short trip. Okay, let's just uh, stop all that. Out of the elevator on the rooftop bar. I'm now going to call it a rooftop bar. That's awesome. I previously <laughs> called it the uh, the penthouse. But um, thank you so much for coming on today. That was um, that was a really cool elevator pitch. So you know all about the Man O'Clock Show. Well, the the premise being around um, mental health in general, uh, with a bit of a focus on men's mental health. Do you, are you okay enough to share your personal journey with? with mental health and how it's shaped your whole perspective um, on the importance of mental well-being? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Nick, I guess my story is overall, like, I don't, I haven't had any per personal, personally, with mental health. I've had sort of challenges, but I wouldn't call them, I wouldn't say sort of depression or anything, but more about, you know, moments in life where you have a bit of sadness and things like that. And I yep. think 
my personal experience has been with close friends, yep. Um, yep. you know, people within my family that have, have struggled with mental health yep. and trying to navigate that, trying to understand it when you actually haven't been in it. Yep. And yep. especially as a, um, I mean, Nick, you commented on my profile photo. Like I am a generally smiley, positively <laughs> positive type of person. And so like even my mum said when I was a baby, I was just smiling in the pram all day. So yep. my, it was actually when I turned eight years old that I realized that, oh, wow, people aren't as happy as I am. And yep. so me having to navigate that, working with industries, you know, where people are sleep deprived, like mining and construction and things like that, where yep. no one is top of their game. Uh, and then, yeah, like I said, a, a really close family member going and having real struggles with it. Yep. Um, I've just been learning so much about it. So, you know, yep. over the last five years, trying to navigate it, understand it, trying to be of support and help. Yep. Yeah. And that's a big part of what I'm trying to do is uh, encourage others that may not go through the the whole lived experience as I have and do, um, but encouraging those people to assist and, and provide uh, support where needed, but also the um, in improving their, their understanding of it all as well. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, those that are actually listening, have a look at Leanne's profile on LinkedIn. It is the most <laughs> wonderful smile you'll ever see. It's beaming. It's just, it, you can't help but smile looking at it. So there you go. That's why I made the comment on it because it was just such a lovely, <laughs> engaging smile. And I just thought, well, you really break the mold of people on LinkedIn that do these very serious looking profile pictures. And, and here's this lovely smile that you just thought, yeah, you can't help but ha be happy around Leanne Hughes. So it, it, it's, oh, it's wonderful. So thank you. That's just to provide the background to those that may be <laughs> while we mentioned that so <laughs> I, I guess yeah based on what you've you've learned in in the last few years with you know supporting um those close to you that are experiencing um, mental illness or um adverse mental health has there been any real strategy or remedy that you've you've found to be the most effective for those that are, are facing those difficult circumstances well i think the hardest part for me to accept was that i couldn't I couldn't do anything for them. It's like I couldn't, I couldn't sort of transfer what was in my mind over to their mind. And I think that was a, you know, when you're a kind of solution focused person, you feel like if I just say this or give this advice, what I would have been really hard was like kind of like a bit of feeling of helplessness. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, it was more about the awareness and noticing. So, I mean, a couple of, you know, one consultant I'm, I'm in a sort of mastermind with, you know, you meet up with him. And he's gone through depression over over many years. And it's more about sort of the micro signals. So, you know, yep. you see him yep. in a steady state and then he might be absent yep. or not as uh, engaged in one of the conversations. And so it's just sort of picking up on that. And nothing, you know, not, I'm not going in to say like, hey, like, you know, what can I do? But it's more about just noticing and giving that awareness and checking in with yep. people from time to time that I think is like, hey, I'm noticing this you know, let me know how you're going or if, if there's anything I can do and just like, you know, I'm there by your side. I think that's a hard part because I think we, as support people, we want to be, we just want the best for our, our yep. good mates. Yep. And yep. it's so hard to sit in the sidelines and, and, and not get in. Um, so I, I found that has been, um, you know, of, of help to people, but it really is. Um, I was listening to a good interview with Nick Curios yesterday, actually. Yep. He was on, yep. Yep. Uh, on uh, Piers Morgan yep. and he was talking about the time we went you know, through two years of depression and he had like the best support network. His family and friends were all yep. there telling him what to do. And he said, Piers actually asked him, you know, what was that moment when you found that you could, you know, break that trend of what you were doing yourself? And he said, it was actually, I had to talk to myself. It was my own insight yep. to, to get there. And I think yep. that's probably the hardest part. Mm. Um, and Nick, I'm curious with like, you know, from your perspective as well, yep. like, is there anything else that we can do apart from, from what I'm sharing in terms yeah, of being that's a good, good point. I think you really touched on something really important there and that's part of the, 
health first aid training that I deliver is understanding those signs and not many people really know them or are aware of them and there's a very good exercise I do around spotting those signs thanks <laughs> thanks to Cameron Fee that, that helped me with that particular exercise and yeah it's really that acknowledgement of it and understanding that hey I'm just here to listen not to solve your problem but just to be here and, and that element of, um, of presence I found has been the most helpful thing to me like even this morning I got a really wonderful text from a guy that <laughs> we engage in a lot of banter but it was a very serious text to say hey mate I'm just checking in to see how how you're doing obviously with the the rain that's happening here in, in Brizzy at the moment and as I was saying before we've got a few little water issues here at home but the fact that he just made that effort to say hey mate just checking in to see how you're going and have that honest open I guess to some extent vulnerable conversation I think was really important but he um, he's in the medical field and he was at he's used to spotting the signs but I guess from those outside of that field I is that awareness as you you touched on and mm -hmm. saying oh you know Nick's not himself or I had a catch up last week with two amazing women that said we think you might be spiraling what's going on and that was just totally out of left field that I would not have expected mm. based on some of my well I made a mistake on LinkedIn and they probably picked that up two posts going out at once and I didn't mean to and so they hauled me into their office to say right what's going on so that mm. awareness I thought was really quite special so yeah back to your point yeah that awareness I think is something really important so yeah and I, I think what your mate did is just that's just being a good mate as well and something yeah. I'm, I'm really like still navigating this is you know life is so busy right you know yeah. we've got we've got work all these commitments family everything else and and often our friendships can sometimes be the things that we don't pay attention to or yeah. Yeah. you know oh I, you know and i've got friends that i can see every every sort of six months or every year and it's like it's you know everything's great but i think yeah. why can't i just be a, a good friend that is regularly just keeping in touch and just you know open-ended questions over a text yeah. just to acknowledge people from time to time yeah. i think is something i want to improve we have yeah. no idea this is the funny thing about social media it's really interesting your friends caught up on you know the two posts yep. at once but yep. it often is that highlights real like curated hey life is wonderful yeah, yeah and i think yeah. what you're doing is in the space opening up these conversations being really vulnerable on a professional serious <laughs> network i've got these <laughs> is incredible so yeah. she's doing the dr well, evil inverted commas in the air <laughs> here folks yeah. yeah yeah no thank you that i, I think that the whole mantra for me is destigmatizing it and by having my little comic book heroes that look exactly like me <coughs> it's yeah I, I just want to just destigmatize that and and if it's being vulnerable then then so be it on a very <laughs> big social platform quite quite difficult but um no good observation there thank you it's interesting that you say that around your friends that you may see them every six months but you've still got an awareness to say uh, is is everything okay and obviously as you say you only see the highlight reels on on social media is that a, a fair assessment do you think yeah i think it is i think people are inclined to and it really depends on where they're coming from but yep. even as i go through my day and I, you know i'm extremely guilty of this as well it's like you're posting up the, the great things like i'm yep. not posting up uh time lapses of me scrolling instagram comparing myself to <laughs> other people for an hour right i'm not doing that and i think <laughs> um yep. often like, and there is that other, there's that other social media platform called Be Real, which is, you know, great. You can still capture those one-off moments, but it's like, well, yeah. what is Leanne doing for the other 23 hours of the day that she's yeah. not posting? Yeah. I think people are really curious around that as well. Yeah. And it's yeah. not all, and I think, I guess what has been good, what I've sort of learned to develop over time is, you know, sometimes I will, there's states where I'm not happy with where I'm at. I feel like I get, you know, 
it's not self the self-talk is not is not favorable for myself mm. and I I've just developed these like sort of micro habits just to break that because I know as you said you said the word spiraling it's like yeah. you kind of got it before even you get momentum on the spiral it's like how do you catch it when you're the one percent off the, yeah. the up to you know it's like yeah. catching it there is much easier so yeah. um I guess my focus is like just trying to get into a state and look music helps exercise helps yeah. what's your go-to um, music I've got the spot Brittany <laughs> uh <laughs> Of course, yeah, Britney's some instincts, so it's kind of embarrassing. But this is probably the most embarrassing. I, 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 I want to. I think just... I'm going to say it. it's kind of embarrassing, but so because I turned forty last year, and I was driving. And look, I was driving this Toyota Corolla, and I would get into it. And I'm like, I don't feel aligned with this car, so I went a bit cra- crazy. I bought a convertible. I've always wanted a convertible. Yeah. Anyway, I got this in October. Yeah. And I thought it was a bit self-indulgent, but um, I call it my mental health car. Oh, I it love is- that. It is my mental health. Like if I'm having like, you know, a crappy meeting or something, I just wake up and I'm not feeling good. Yeah. For some reason I get in that car, I put the roof down, I drive to get coffee, yeah. I play my like, yeah, my Britney really loud. Love it is a night of wheels. I just feel incredible. Like yeah. I feel invincible after that. So that's my yep. a very expensive hack for, yeah. for like getting yourself it's in a great state. Hack. It's a, yeah. I, I'm actually going through something at the moment. I'm trying to sell my car at the moment because I want to get a, a ute and be a real man. <clears throat> Uh, driving a soccer mum's car at the moment. But yeah, I, I, I relate to that. Totally relate to it. it. It won't be a convertible ute. I don't think I've ever seen a convertible ute. But anyway, um, but I love that element there that you've got that, um, what would you call it, like a port key, right? It, it transports you to a really positive frame of mind. And I actually talk about port keys in some of my wellness sessions. Um, yeah, yeah, I love it. And uh, it was taught to me by a, a tech member, a tech chair, sorry, um, a few years ago. But it's something that I... I carry with me in my pocket and I don't have it here with me of all times. And it's a little wooden thing that we got in Japan when we were travelling in Japan. And every time my hand brushes past my pocket and I touch it, bang, I go straight back to that moment in Japan and that beautiful little shop. And I was there with um, with my wife and we were having a great time. And it was just a wonderful time. So I thought, right, I'm going to carry this little wooden thing, which I paid way too much for. But <laughs> this guy was about 130 and he didn't speak any English, or, but he was just such a beautiful soul that we just connected and paid 10 bucks Australian for this wooden thing to you know, keep him in pocket of these two little owls next to each other, which I thought was a bit you know, over-the-top romantic stuff. But, yeah, that's the same, I guess. Well, not the same, but it has a, a similar feeling or meaning to it with your car. That It's like, no, you know what? I work hard. I'm going to get myself a convertible and, and play the Britney out loud and, and wake up everybody up i totally relate to that i think that's a, a wonderful thing and i think that's something that that you're not afraid to talk about and say well this is just looking after myself so that's even yeah. though you're, you're you're not someone that's uh, you know, going through a, a period of from a mental illness like depression or anxiety but you're mm. tapping into something to um, help yourself feel better i guess and that's yeah. probably something that anyone can learn yeah, it's an interesting. I mean, anxiety is a really interesting one, and I, I mean, I'm all into the health tech, so looking at like heart rate variability and like <laughs> sleep and everything. And I didn't think, you know, it can track like you know when your heart's accelerated and, and all these yeah. sort of things. And as I was looking back, you know, the work that I do, same as Cam Fee, who you've had on the show, with um, you know, workshops. I didn't think like I thought the nerves I was feeling beforehand were kind of like normal, and other people felt that. But I get severe. I do. I think I get severe anxiety like wow. the night before sleeping, and like once I'm up there, it's fine. But the thoughts yeah. that go through my mind, yeah. and it's like even it's like sometimes it gets to the point where do I even want to do this anymore? Like, am I willing to just you know? It, sometimes it does get easier, but then I also put myself in situations where I want to you know build different audiences, and yeah. then it comes back. It's like yeah. 
um, yeah, so. Yeah, can we talk more about that? I just anxiety. love what you've just talked about there because that is something that I think is a commonality with most people with public speaking as an example or whether <laughs> yeah. it's doing a presentation at work or uh, having a crucial conversation with, with a partner or, or whatever it might be. Is mm. there a go-to thing that you do that can help offset that, whether it is drinking more water or pacing up and down? You know, what is there a... Yeah. Like a micro remedy there that helps just take the edge off or is it breathing? What yeah. works well for you? I think there's um there's quite a few. I write, I write extensively about this in my book because I think, I mean, I am a Virgo as well, so I like checklists. And I think it's just, <laughs> for me, it's really just convincing myself that I am should be in that room. Yep. Like it's, yep. it's, so it's like, it's, it's so many different factors. If you want to get really deep, I think it's self-worth and, you know, basing your worth on how other people feel about you is like, yep. which is a problem. Um, but that's, that's, that, that's, I think the reason why it happens. Yep. Um, what has helped me is a reframe around, I heard a great quote, it's, if you stand in service, you can't be nervous. So where I was losing I sleep that. is where I was, yeah, where I was losing sleep is where I was like, oh, how will I show up? What will I be doing? And now I just switch that question to what can I offer this group? How can I be of service to them? How can yep. I make it, how can this, we have the best experience for this group together the, ne you know, the next day? So Look, preparation is important, but there's also that scary part of like over-preparing where you don't really need to. And I think yep. after, you know, how many years have I done this? Like, why yep. do I have to still, yep. <laughs> but like, yep. no, I do things like I pack, you know, pack everything the night before, mm. get my outfit ready. Yep. I have my Spotify playlist in the morning. I go yep. for a run. Yep. Um, I, I've tried, I do a bit of breathing and meditation, but my meditation is more around the, like running is my meditation. Yep. Like I just yep. need to get the endorphins out and just like yep. get the cortisol out. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think the most important reframe was that actually it's not about me. It's about the value in this moment, in this time with I this group. I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. That's so cool. I'm going to use that. Can I borrow that? No, in fact, I'm stealing it. it. That's Have awesome. It. That's that's a really good technique that I think can apply to most things. You you mentioned about the meditation side of things. I think everyone has a, a an element of it that they may do to, to help offset those nerves and, and anxiety. I love the running one. Do you have any milestones that you've ran? marathon anything like that yeah i've done a, yeah i've done a marathon and my, probably my favorite run was the half marathon on cm reap you know you know temple run oh wow so basically you're running through like angkor wat there's monkeys there's tuk-tuks oh, it's like 95 percent humidity yeah. plus it was sponsored by a beer company which i found really funny beautiful like Even better. Never, <laughs> my two favorite things combined it's like yeah. <laughs> well three things i love traveling to asia so it's like the yeah. perfect venn dive yeah. the runs yeah yeah, yeah. And so what prompted that let's go upstream from that and talk about yeah. you know what made you decide to think you know what i'm going to run, run a half marathon in the middle of the jungle well i think probably the more interesting question is why did i even do a marathon i'm not a runner i yeah. played netball for, like at a pretty I'm professional sorry, level yep. but my my goal with netball was like to play smart and not hard so like just yeah. calculate my timings to minimize the amount of time i was running yeah. i used to hate running yeah. But when I was living in Broome in Western Australia, A, there's not much to do because yeah. it's it's remote town. But yeah. also I felt like I was letting myself down. Like I was yeah. making commitments to myself and not just not following through on them. Whereas I'd follow through for everyone else. Like yeah. I was committed, you know, deadlines would make for everyone else, but I'd say do something and I wouldn't do it. And I thought I've just got to stop this. And so the best way to do that was like, let's just do something crazy, which was a marathon, not yeah, a runner. Well from scratch you decided to run a yeah marathon. from scratch i was just like i'm sick of letting myself down i want to get some more discipline and structure in my life i need yeah. it yeah. um i need to keep, yeah keep myself on track and so that's why i did it the first time yeah, yeah. the first time how many marathons yeah. have you run well i'm doing it uh, i'm training for a second one this year which it was nine years ago so this is only my second marathon i've done a few half yeah. half marathons 
Yeah. But marathon training is a different game. It's like, you know, yeah. half your weekenders. Yeah. So which marathon are you going to run this year? Gold Coast. Oh, just down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And so how do you prepare for that? Like, what, talk us through. Let's just, we're yeah. going way off track here. But, <laughs> you know, for someone that may be going through something, what you, you know, you needed to shake things up, right? So, yeah. You thought, right, marathon's the goal. So if you were to recommend to someone that, wants to do something significant like a marathon how did you mm. you know what was your process around preparing to start i guess that's the hardest yeah thing. okay how did you I mean, do that? People, it's a really good question i'm trying to reflect back on this but i mean people are motivated differently like i said i'm motivated more by my commitments to other people so i can that's a that can be a bad thing but it could be a good thing so yeah. how it's a good thing i then went on to social media i went to cable beach and i did broom uh so a gold coast 42.2 kilometers, wrote it in the sand, took a photo, put it on Instagram oh, and said, gold. <laughs> I'm going to be running this, yep. you know, running this. Then I signed up for it. And then yep. I was like, okay, how else do I, um, how do I also not let people down? So I, then I signed up with Pat Carroll, who was an online running coach. Oh, yeah. He's yep. at the fourth or fifth fastest marathon time in Australia. Yep. So I weaponized the fact that I don't want to let anyone down. I didn't want to let Pat down. I love that word weaponize. That's the word of the day. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think I, I like the word weaponize. Often we see our weaknesses as like, oh, this is, you know, this is not a good thing that I have to ple please everyone. But I think I like the, I like the word weaponize because it's like, how do you use something maybe not, you know, you don't see as a weapon, right? Yep. But to me, people pleasing is not a weapon, but hey, what if I weaponize it and make it something that I can use as a good offensive strategy? That is fantastic. Um, yeah. That's how I always think about weaknesses. It's like, all right, yeah. it's not, this isn't good, but let's uh, turn it into something that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so uh, I guess if you were to, that, that would be your advice to someone if they wanted to go, you know what, I'm going to run half a, mar a half marathon this year. If you were to say, weaponize your fears or whatever, yeah. I've gone a little bit off track there. But yeah, so that, oh, that's just wonderful. Sorry, I'm, uh, my mind is now spinning after hearing all that. That was really good. And how did you go in the end with the, the marathon there? Did you, did you have like a, a time that you're happy with or how did it relate to your thought process yeah. when you first started? I think I, I, the goal was really just to finish, you know, finish in under five hours and I did that. I, can, yep. I think I, it was like four and a half hours, which I was, you know, that was fine. Um, but I think what was more important and, you know, you always hear this, it's the process, it's not the destination, but that's absolutely like the person I became yep. over those weeks like not, it's not even a physical thing. It's more like, wow, the mental yeah. strength to do it, to, the mental strength to look and go Saturday, I've got to run three hours on my own yeah. um, and to be able to do that. And like, you know, with your thoughts, yeah. it's amazing what you think about actually yeah. Yeah. when so you go you for a long run. you listen to music or podcasts, you just I, run with yourself. No, I do. I, I do. So I mix, I mix it up really. And yeah. now I wasn't into podcasting back then. I certainly yeah. am now because yeah. <laughs> lots of great shows out, yeah. but um sometimes you get sick of the same music and you, yeah. you know you, yeah. it's just being alone with your thoughts and seeing you know actually I listened to probably my favorite runs in 2020 I did a run 2020 kilometers during that year yeah. I was listening to a podcast with the head of Headspace actually this was amazing yeah. um, and I was getting really sick of running like the same five and a half k's every day because it was during COVID lockdown mm. and he said um, this run you're on it is a once in a lifetime run like you're not the same person as you were yesterday it might be the oh. same route but yeah. Yeah. And mm. I think, you know, we often save that phrase once in a lifetime for something that's amazing, mm. but it's like every moment is a once in a lifetime yeah. opportunity. So that yeah. like now with running, it's like, what well, I just look at, I just observe and try to get out of my head, like, and just see yeah. what is happening around me. And so that spurs me on as well. Yeah. I love that. And I heard, I think it was Trevor Handy, the Ironman 
guru, he was saying around New Year's resolutions that virtually every day is a New Year's resolution from where you were 12 months ago. And I just thought, wow, that's really reframed it beautifully. I love that. Yeah. So what you're... What the yeah the headspace was was telling you that well every new experience is a uh, sorry every run that you do or training is a new experience essentially so that changes the whole paradigm of uh, of thinking around that yeah and I think it gets you out of autopilot as well like yeah. so many I oh mean like teams and organisations they have these like status meetings and it's like actually this is a once in a lifetime status meeting like yeah. it is yeah. <laughs> it yeah. is if you have that sort of spin on it you're like wow what can we do here because it. I think life is like where it gets kind of boring, where it gets, it, it flatlines, everything is the yep. same. But yep. it's like what I, I guess, even in my own life, what I try to, and really just try to live a, a, a fun, interesting life just to inspire others to do the same, not by like telling them what to do, but just like, hey, this is possible. And yep. if you look at it this way, um, yeah, it kind of just um, it keeps me going. Yeah, great. And with your, the marathon running and the training, was there anything that really jumped out during that training that was a bit of a life changer for you that, you know, in the process of was there a resolution or something like that during that, that period of the actual race or the training? Was there anything that really popped out? Um, the, I mean, so or, many things. Like so, so many. Or you are today? Oh, 100%. It's like yeah. you can do – like you really can do anything. I think um, a marathon was impossible, but it's like yeah. if you break it down, it actually wasn't that hard if you take it day by day and you just do it. Yeah. What's an interesting observation is every – like let's just say I'm starting a two-hour run tomorrow. So I, I run for time. I run no, don't run for distance. So I'm always focused on okay. – that's an interesting shift because I thought yep. oh, I've got to run 10 Ks. It's like, no, no, just just run for two hours no matter how slow it is, yep. just get to the two hours. Yep. But the second you start, you're already at one hour, 59 minutes, 35 seconds. Like mm. you're, you're never really doing it. It's like you're always – it's always – the time is always on. And I think it's yep. – yeah, that's just an interesting sort of head, head shift. Yep. Um, I think more the strength not in – I mean, I felt strong, like very strong, you know, and very grounded physically, but mentally, like if I can run a marathon, I can, you know, this deadline will be okay. If I can yeah. run a marathon, I can get through this conversation. If I can do this, yeah. it just gives that, um, you know, builds that self-worth and, and sense of um, empowerment yeah. yeah. because of that commitment to like, I won't let myself down. Um, yeah. So yeah. 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 And that internal locus of control, I guess they call it, is, is really, I'm yeah, not going to let right. myself down other, as opposed to um, like me, letting others, or, thinking that well, you're letting others down yeah yeah well, well which is what i was doing you know and yeah, you know, letting okay. myself down most of all like yeah. honoring everyone else's commitments yeah. yeah yeah sorry a little reminder popped up there um oh that that, that is fantastic and, and i didn't even plan to talk about running today with no. you it was all, it's just all we've gone down that chase some squirrels which is which is wonderful hello adhd so back on the old mental health sort of path as well how do you encourage those open conversations whether it's your friend or whether it's a, a work colleague or even a client i dare say a client yeah yeah has there ever been a time that you you say yeah let's talk about this or just sit in silence how do you how do you approach that stigma of mental health if, if you see yeah. that someone may be struggling oh uh, this happens all the time like I'm oh, okay. const all the time yeah, yeah even on yeah. a call i had with the general manager the other day i like just sort of pause i was like I, you know just to, what what she was saying it was like quite a bit of negativity in this, you know, directed at yourself. Yeah. So I, I won't actually, I mean, I won't say the, 
I won't say words like mental health, but I will use like those questions that I'm sure you teach in your mental health first aid training. Like, hey, just checking, like, hey, yeah. just checking in, like, yeah, how are you feeling about that? Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, you know, even sometimes, sometimes I don't even really pick it up until like five minutes after the call. Yeah. And then I'd be like, that just wasn't, there was something not right. Yeah. And like, just, yeah. just a feeling in myself, something not right. I'm just going to like, just check in and just see yeah. if, yeah. Um, you know, what's going on there. So, Point you know, intuition. might send it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I mean, my, because I talk about facilitation and workshops and everything else. Yeah. So, I mean, often I, you know, it's connection before content. So it's always about like, because what happens is, especially with the world of work now, like everyone is playing calendar Tetris. So they're just going from meeting to meeting to meeting, <laughs> like there's no space. Yeah. yeah. And so often, like, like you said, you, you were the, you use the word space, like even the first yeah. like couple of minutes. Yeah. Giving people that time to just like, look, let's just, how, how's everyone going? Decompress like, a little what, bit. Yep. Yeah. Before you kick it off again with like doing the work, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I can't stop. Um, yeah, you're saying wow and gold because uh, you, you're just throwing out all these great morsels of information, <laughs> which is which is wonderful. So thank you for that. I, I guess yeah. Back to the mental health thing again. Is what would you say to a colleague or a friend if they were hesitant to reach out for help? With their, yeah. with their mental health. Uh, have you had a situation like that or from a, a theoretical perspective, what would you what would you recommend? As, have you seen work in the past? Yeah, I think the, um, for me, where, where I've had sort of friends or colleagues that have been fearful of reaching out, is they probably, it's probably like that stigma attached to mental health. Like it, that, I, I just want to say to everyone, it does not discriminate. Like the amount, the, the most positive people in the world that I've worked with that, you know, I mean, with the one guy that I worked with in the Kimberley with the most incredible guy who did commit suicide. It was, yep. um, but what is, you know, yeah, I mean, the worst thing ever. That's probably what I want to share with people. It does not discriminate. So don't be ashamed by it. Don't be ashamed. Yep. And I think if, if you've got the question in your mind, often the question forms because you know what the answer is already. You know, yep. when you, like, so if you're thinking, oh, maybe there's a problem here, mm. I think, listen to the muse, listen to what's coming through and don't be afraid to reach out to someone. And just to reassure you that it does not discriminate, yeah. please don't be ashamed by it. And there are people, you know, there is someone that you can just have a chat to yeah. just to get that out of your own mind. Yeah. I think it um, is really important. Yeah. yeah. And I love that phrase, listen to the muse. Is that the art of war, that book where they talk yeah. about the muse? Yeah. Muses. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's that's. I guess we could dedicate a whole different show to to talking about that. It's a great that, book. Yeah, it is a great book. Um, I must read it again. Thanks to Gary Burtwistle for that one. Yeah, that was really good. All right. So, in terms of if, if someone wants to get in touch with you or, or connect with you, obviously you you know you're rubbing shoulders with the likes of Justin Langer. Um, <laughs> uh, how do, how does you know someone? Do you have an assistant that they go to? <laughs> Well, I mean, you can reach out to me like I how I reached out to Justin Langer through a yep. LinkedIn direct yep. message. So I'm yep. connected with the Nick on, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> my website's leannehughes.com. Um, yep. I'm on Instagram, same place. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere on, on social media. Yep. And I've got my own podcast about facilitation. And we do talk a lot yep. about actually the preparation for that. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And your book? The two-hour workshop blueprint. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I do. I always yeah. forget I have a book. Yeah. Um, it's called The, the Two-Hour Workshop Blueprint. It's actually, yeah. that's all. The subtitle is Design Fast, Deliver Strong Without the Stress. And yeah. without the stress was important because, you know, I yeah. definitely would work myself up. So, yeah. 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 As I imagine most people do, they rate that. They'd rather 
being in the, the coffin then deliver the eulogy uh, in terms of the fear of, of public speaking. That would be a big one. You'd see that a lot, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's, yeah, just how to, how to get past that. So, yeah. um, oh, but Nick, this has been like it's such this a great awesome. conversation. It's been great. I'm absolutely loving it. And I'm, I'm just conscious that I don't want to go way over time, but I, I'd love to, to get you back and, and maybe explore some of the other things that we've talked about in this amazing show. And yeah, I've just absolutely loved it. So thank you. Your smile on LinkedIn has lived up to expectations with, with <laughs> how lovely you are to talk to and engaging. So that's why you're probably at the top of your game, right? With, uh, with facilitation, you obviously do it very, very well. So anyone that might be listening, please reach out to Leanne. But yeah, just, it's just been a wonderful experience. So now I'll, I'll throw you in the elevator and uh, you can go down to the, the foyer after this amazing view of the rooftop bar. So yeah, any final words before I'll kick you out into the elevator? Before you kick me out into the elevator and I get into my roofless car. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I just Brittany. want to say uh, that what you're doing is so important. And I think, but also I want to acknowledge the people that are listening to this show because this is how you scale these conversations and, and how you truly make an impact. And whether it's one person or 10 people or 100 people or 1,000, like the knock-on effects of what you do, Nick, is incredible. And if you're listening to the show and you, you know, just it take that, you know, take that time, send that text message today if you think and you get that inkling, um, yep. go yep. for it. Yep, it's surprising how something so simple can make a, a very big impact and particularly after no yeah. sleep last night, mopping up water. And yeah, my, my good Dr. Friend has sent through that text. That was good timing. So you're right, you are bang on as you have been with all everything else that we've talked about today. So yeah, truly grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming on this little small minnow of a show and really appreciate your time. Thank you, Nick. All Thanks. Right. Oh, there's the elevator. There we go. And the elevator music. Sweet. All right, let's just... And Leanne Hughes has left the building. How good was that? I'm absolutely beaming. A little bit gushy, but look, it was... Um, that was just phenomenal in terms of some great takeaways there, particularly the, you know, the once-in-a-lifetime thing with uh, with meetings and uh, just... Uh, I'm, I'm swimming, so I will wrap this up. Um, that was probably... <laughs> Just, it just gets better and better, the, the show. So thank you so much to, to Leanne for her amazing input there and insights. Someone that isn't going through a, like a lived experience of, of mental illness or common mental illness, she was able to add some really wonderful insight from a support person's perspective. As a woman, she's able to support the men in her life as well. So that is just what we're all about. And I'm just so very grateful for her for coming along. So check her profile out on LinkedIn. Definitely someone very positive to uh, to have an influence on your life uh, on LinkedIn if you want to break things up a little bit. She does a great job with adding some really good insights uh, day to day and week to week. So just a, just a wonderful person to have to brighten you up, I think. So thank you so much to everybody that's tuned in today to listen. Absolute humdinger and I will be following this up with another incredible woman in the next couple of weeks who has a sensational story of lived experience and it's a big one, let me tell you. It doesn't get any bigger and better than this when it comes to lived experience with mental health. So, so yeah, let's start that helicopter up in the background. Yep, there she goes. So thank you all so very much and enjoy your week. And your month or whatever it is 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support and your feedback. Send us a send us a note, nick at mhpack.com.au. If you've got some advice, some feedback, or you want to be on the show or want someone to be on the show, we'd love to hear from you. I really appreciate your input and support and criticism and whatever you've got lined up for me. Please send it through, nick at mhpack.com.au. Have a wonderful night and thank you so much. Cheers.